0: I'm Pastor Nicole Chapman Farley, Interim Associate Pastor, and this is The Message. We're glad that you are listening from here in Libertyville, Lake County, or around the world. Center your heart now with a prayer for illumination. Listen deeply to Holy Scripture and allow the message to speak God's
1: word for your life. Please join with me in the prayer for illumination. Almighty God, you know us better than we know ourselves. By your word, give us wisdom. By your spirit, grant us healing and set us free to serve you with love. We ask this through the one who heals in your name, Jesus Christ, amen.
2: Our reading comes from the 58th chapter of Isaiah. Listen now for a word from God. Shout loudly, don't hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet. Announce to my people their crime, to the house of Jacob their sins. They seek me day after day, desiring knowledge of my ways, like a nation that acted righteously, that didn't abandon God. They ask me for righteous judgments, wanting to be close to God. Why do we fast and you don't see? Why afflict ourselves and you don't notice? Yet on your fast day, you do whatever you want and oppress all your workers, you quarrel and brawl, and then you fast. You hit each other violently with your fists. You shouldn't fast as you are doing today if you want to make your voice heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I choose? A day of self-affliction, of bending one's head like a reed? and of lying down in mourning clothes and ashes. Is this what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Isn't this the fast I choose, releasing wicked restraints, untying the ropes of a yoke, setting free the mistreated and breaking every yoke? Isn't it sharing your bread with the hungry and bringing the homeless poor into your house? Covering the naked when you see them and not hiding from your own family? And then your light will break out like the dawn, and you will be healed quickly. Your own righteousness will walk before you, and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. And then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and the Lord will say, I'm here. If you remove the yoke from among you, the finger pointing, the wicked speech. If you open your heart to the hungry and provide abundantly for those who are afflicted, your light will shine in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noon. The Lord will guide you continually and provide you even in parched places. He will rescue your bones. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water that won't run dry. They will rebuild the ancient ruins on your account. The foundations of generations past, you will restore. You will be called the mender of broken walls, the restorer of livable streets. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Amen. This morning is truly an occasion for celebration. For one, it is Pentecost Sunday, marking the beginning of the Christian church when a gust of wind came down and the Holy Spirit filled the disciples in the upper room, spiritual gifts were freely shared. So how fitting it is that as we remember the story of how the Christian church tradition began, we also celebrate the gifts discovered and shared in confirmation and throughout the journeys of high school and college. Confirmance, what a year it has been. Nicole and I have witnessed such growth in your faith, growth in your relationships with one another, and growth in your relationship with God, all leading up to this morning, as you profess together that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. Nevertheless, this profession was not and is not necessary to receive God's love, God has loved you, and has called you beloved children, even before you were born. Moreover, may you all be reminded today that in your baptism, you have all been claimed as God's own, and in your own profession, may you be reminded that God will always be with you throughout life, in both times of celebrations and in times of hardships. And to our graduates, we congratulate you for the rigorous hours of studying and amounts of papers and exams that you have completed to cross the finish line, not to mention the hours spent in extracurricular activities, sports, theater, band, choir, scouts, the list goes on and on. Today, may you all be reminded and encouraged that God holds you all and continues to hold you all. Although the future may seem unclear at times, know that God will never leave you or forsake you. Today, we honor all that our confirmation
0: students and our graduates have navigated and endured and overcome to be here. The experience of education alone can be difficult, but then add in previously unimagined adaptations to learning the fraught territories of social dynamics, amplified by isolation for some, and made easier for others. Not to mention getting up so early on Sunday morning for confirmation class. (laughs) I say it lightly, but among all the other responsibilities that our teens have taken on, so many ways they are engaged in school and work and activities before and after school, A nine o'clock class on Sunday is just one more place where rest is elusive for our kids. Graduates and confirmands, you have shown diligence and perseverance and dedication, and Kim and I have been privileged to be some of the folks that are rooting for you. As you head into your next chapters, we will still be rooting for you.
1: Confirmands and graduates, this morning perhaps you all have, or are about to, experience dawn-breaking, which the prophet Isaiah describes. In our text today, the prophet Isaiah calls for the people of Israel to be bold. Shout loudly, don't hold back, he exclaims. The break of dawn, or the break of day, is defined as the time after a long night when the sky begins to lighten. Perhaps you witnessed the break of dawn as you woke up early to get ready for class, or maybe it felt like it. If there are any graduating college seniors, perhaps, or already graduated, perhaps you witnessed the break of dawn after pulling an all-nighter. I pray you did not have to, but I understand. Dawn-breaking experiences might be compared to a soul's awakening in which your heart is stirred to move, maybe some nerves mixed with excitement. Sometimes the break of dawn is obvious. The sky is clear, the light shines effortlessly and begins to paint the atmosphere with hues of the morning. And other times, the break of dawn is subtle. Clouds from the evening stay through the morning, maybe some fog is present. The time on our watches, clocks, or phones tell us it's morning, but looking out our window tells us otherwise. Not every break of dawn is met with a beautiful sunrise. It is all a process. A dawn-breaking experience in my life was one of the latter. It was not a big aha moment. I did not wake up one morning as a new person with a new mindset. In fact, it was over a span of a year or two. It began my second year of seminary after the murder of George Floyd in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic when I realized my faith did not call me to be silent. Maybe for some of us, the events that occurred in 2020 caused you to reflect and think about what you thought you knew. And for me, I thought I had my faith figured out. Nonetheless, like Pastor Nicole taught us last week, sometimes our faith calls us to speak out and make a scene. The break of dawn was a waking up of my soul. It was a realization that God did not call me or you to assimilate or conform, but God affirms all of who you are and calls you just as you are. And as members of Christ's body, we are called to remind one another of one's belovedness, especially those placed in the margins by society. My dawn-breaking mo- moment was not a happy ever after, as I said before. In fact, I was broken open even more. My heart was stirring as I wrestled with hard questions and sought out answers about my faith and identity. And in my seeking, people left my life. Relationships changed and some were lost. My heart was left broken. It felt like a long night that would never end. But in the breaking of my heart, I was open to receive a love I had never had before. It was patient. It was a love that was kind. It was a love that kept no grudges. And for those of you, Compromands, who recited 1 Corinthians 13 last week, this love I'm describing might seem familiar. It is God's love, which we are called to share with one another in community. No, it is not a romantic love. It is agape love. A love that is greater and hopeful and sees the good in others. It has the power to heal when you receive it because it compels you to share it. This life of faith will lead you to dawn-breaking moments throughout your life. We all experience them at different times. Nonetheless, the love of God, agape love, is a love that is constant and will always be there for you to receive and to share. It is a love that never fails. The prophet Isaiah calls the Israelites to
0: have their hearts broken open too. He says to them and to us on behalf of God, they ask me for righteous judgments wanting to be close to God. Why do we fast and you don't see? Why afflict ourselves and you don't notice? Yet on your fast day you do whatever you want and oppress all your workers. You quarrel and brawl and then fast. You hit each other violently with your fists. You shouldn't fast as you are doing today if you want to make your voice heard on high. Is this the kind of fast I choose, a day of self-affliction, of bending one's head like a reed, and of lying down in morning clothing and ashes? Is this what you call a fast, a day acceptable to the Lord? Isn't this the fast I choose? releasing wicked restraints, untying the ropes of a yoke, setting free the mistreated, and breaking every yoke? Isn't it sharing your bread with the hungry and bringing the homeless poor into your home, covering the naked when you see them, and not hiding from your own family? Then, then your light will break out like the dawn God called me out in a similar way to Kim back in 2015 after a white man murdered nine black people who were holding a Bible study in Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. The profound awakening that these were my siblings in Christ opened my eyes to all that I had chosen to not notice before. This awakening broke my heart for all the generations who grieved. The awakening loosed my tongue to speak up and out and in about injustice. For me, this awareness did happen overnight, and when the dawn rose the next day, forward looked very different than it had the day before. I had been a good person and I had my own version of doing whatever I want and oppressing all my workers, quarreling and brawling and then fasting, hitting others violently with my fists. On the day after, June 18th, 2015, I realized it meant far less to God that I had prepared a Bible study on Job for the women of the church than if I had set free the mistreated, fed the hungry, sheltered the unhoused, covered the naked, and most importantly, worked to break down the systems that allowed those challenges to persist for my siblings, especially the ones who were not white and not heterosexual. I don't know how God will open your eyes, what the Holy Spirit will whisper or yell into your ear, and I don't know when, But I can promise you, it will happen. And when it does, your light will undoubtedly break out like the dawn, rising and glowing brighter and brighter.
1: The dawn of breaking experience with the prophet Isaiah describes occurs in service to one another, but specifically those in need Then Isaiah says, your light will break out like the dawn. You will be quickly healed. Your own righteousness will walk before you, and the Lord's glory will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and God will say, I'm here. If you remove the yoke from among you, the finger-pointing, the wicked speech, if you open your heart to the hungry and provide abundantly for those who are afflicted, your light will shine in the darkness and your gloom will be like the noon. The Lord will guide you continually and provide for you even in parched places. He will rescue you like bones. You will be like a watered garden, like a spring of water that never runs dry. They will rebuild ancient ruins on your account, the foundations of generations past you will restore. You will be called mender of broken walls, restorer of livable streets. This light that the prophet Isaiah speaks about is a light of shalom, the Hebrew word for peace, which is an act of pursuit of healing and wholeness, not only for oneself, but for a people, a community. Oprah Winfrey famously said, helping others is a way we help ourselves. This quote does not mean to help others for our own ego. However, in light of the words of the prophet Isaiah, I think we can be reminded that when we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us in service to one another, the light breaks out like the dawn because we are living into our true calling and purpose as God's creation, which is to live in community and enjoy fellowship with God and one another. So confirmands and graduates, as you approach this moment of dawn breaking in your faith, in your next chapter in life, you might get asked, so what do you want to do next? It's similar to haunting questions like, what do you want to major in? Or what career do you want to pursue? These questions can be daunting, as they force us to think about what the future, which no one knows anything about. So maybe this morning, you can be encouraged to pray. Pray with your whole being, making yourself aware that God is with you each step of the way. Pray with your voice, speaking up when the Holy Spirit nudges you. Pray with your hands and your feet, lending a helping hand when you see someone in need of care or comfort. Then perhaps in the experience of living a life of prayer, you pray with your heart and your soul as God reveals a passion that you cannot shake and pursue that with all that you have. Congregation, parents and mentors, as we continue to walk with these students, these graduates, maybe one way we care for them in these moments of dawn breaking, instead of starting with these questions about the future, which I know are important, don't get me wrong. But instead of starting with those questions, maybe we begin with this. Maybe we ask what is a problem you want to take part in solving? What issue or need in the world is God stirring in your heart towards? These questions lead us to an opening of our hearts to which the prophet Isaiah refers. For they break open our hearts to see the tender wounds of the world that can only be healed with God and together as Christ's body. So wherever you go, whatever is next on your journey, you can be certain that God is at work alongside you and that the spirit is at work within you. May you be reminded that this life of faith is not to be done alone, but done together with one another and for one another. And when we pursue such a life of fellowship, the Lord will guide you continually and provide for you even in parched places. You will be a watered garden like a spring of water that won't run dry. So may it be for you and for me. Amen. Amen.
2: Thank you for listening on our podcast or through our YouTube playlist of sermons. Be sure to Forward this
0: message to someone who you believe is seeking God's word today.